Aloha, I'm Marcia Sortino. Welcome to Pay Radio, talk radio worth listening to. To all our regular listeners, thank you for coming back. To all our new listeners, congratulations. You just discovered one of the most powerful talk radio shows there is. As we get ready for this class, I suggest you find something to take notes with. Every show is packed with all sorts of inspiring, insightful ideas, ahas, and breakthroughs. While you find some paper and a pen, I wonder, how many people do you know are paid to learn, then paid to teach what they learn? I'll put that another way. I'm both a student and a teacher of Pay Me What I'm Worth. By the time I complete my class as a student, the money I'm paid to teach Pay Me What I'm Worth will cover what I paid Seoul University, and then some. At the end of our class, I'll tell you how to become a paid student and teacher for this life-changing journey. It's time to meet my class. We decided to be collectively known as Team Seekers. Here they are. This is Cindy Ashwine from Slingerlands, New York. Thank you for joining us on our radio show. I hope that you will be inspired by what you hear today. Cal Davis, Lewiston, Maine. Hey, everybody. Green Mays, and I am from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. This is David H. Paul from St. Cloud, Minnesota. Hello, Chris Peters, and I'm from Brandon, Manitoba, Canada. Aloha. This is Rick Rodriguez from the Big Island of Hawaii. Aloha. Cheryl here, coming to you from the Big Island of Hawaii, where we have lots of beautiful waterfalls, rainbows, and a live volcano. Hello, everybody. This is Agnes Talley in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're the home of the dogwood tree with its beautiful white flowers in the spring of the year. And finally, aloha. Sol here, author of Pay Me What I'm Worth and Marcia's co-pilot on this journey. I hope we've given you enough time to grab a pad of paper and a pen to take notes. Our class starts now. One of the things I throw out there at the beginning of this chapter, pricing the priceless, one of the priceless moments I posit is being born. Who has ever been at an event where either another person's being born or another creature is being born? Has anybody experienced that? <laughs> yeah, uh, my cat, my cat Sindel was born right in front of me. I helped deliver over a thousand babies. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! A couple wow. cows, some pigs, cats, dogs, but mostly people. Mostly people. Mostly C-section. Oh. Yes. My son and my youngest two were quite an experience for me. My youngest two kids were. That was a pretty amazing experience. I have this deep appreciation for my ex-wife in that area. Mm. Deep, deep appreciation. <laughs> like, holy crap. <laughs> you see, that whole experience redefines the notion of strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Endurance. Oh, yeah. I'm a weak <laughs> wimp compared to my ex-wife. <laughs> well, all men are, man. Oh, men my God. Women. No way. Oh, my. Yeah. The miracle of birth, that really sums it right up for me. Mm-hmm. So let us make this concrete. Pad of paper and a pen time. 
on your sheet of paper, and since this is all being recorded, if you don't get it immediately, no worries, you can listen to the recording. I'm going to give you a template that's going to put a real fine point on Chapter 7. In the middle of the page, write the word decision or decide, as in I made a decision or I'm deciding something, whatever word, decision or decide, write that word and circle it. Someplace on that page, draw three more circles. We're going to do really broad level topics, body, mind, and spirit. Body, mind, and spirit. Every decision we make, is it fair to say it involves our body, it involves our mind, and for those decisions that we're really mindful of, we include our spirit. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Yeah, it has to be accurate unless you're like, yeah, there's no other way because you have to think of something to do it. Each one of those spheres has also spheres. This is mind mapping and brainstorming at the same time. Whatever decision I make involves my body, my mind, and my spirit. There are costs to my body. There are costs to my mind, and there are costs to my spirit. We're just talking real high level here, yeah? Yeah. So if you take this template, then with a fresh sheet of paper, you write down one decision you've made today, whether it's a a huge one or what am I going to have for dinner? It doesn't really matter the size of the decision. These same steps apply. Yep. Yeah. Make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. What are those things tied to your body when it comes to cost? These are other circles that are going to hover around the body circle. Give me some examples of costs to your body making a decision. Eating toxic food. Drinking too much. (laughs) (laughs) Not drinking enough water. Diet, nutrition, water intake, okay. Poor mindfulness. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you don't watch what you're thinking, like that's what the projection of your body is, is what you're thinking. If you can tell your mind what you want your body to look like, there you go. Then you can take away all the toxic food and all like that because your body's going to look and feel exactly like you tell it to, your mind and your spirit. Balance. Oh, and then you feel good, so you got the spirit part in there. Yep. Yeah. Balance. What else? Physically. Just off of physical, my body functions well, and it seems to be more vibrant when the costs are, when I'm looking at this in terms of benefits. Costs are, I made an investment in my body by putting food in there, right? Oh. Now we're getting there. There was a cost to the food, but there was also a benefit. So, let's do a sub-bubble. Food costs. All right. From a standpoint of food costs, what did you have to do to earn or raise or access the funds that it took to buy the food? Work. Got our job. Yep. Make the money. Yep. What does that cost? Time, stress, reputation, Right? Right. Yeah. Where am I going with this? 
the food is a way and anything you get is a way of honoring your worth and your time. Any possession or anything you acquire is just like the three circles, the mind, body, and spirit somewhere in there. You're giving your worth to acquiring that material item or that education. All of those things that Kareem mentioned and everything else under the sun and the moon and the stars and the universe has a cost. Any particular musings as to why we're talking about pricing the priceless as we dive into this chapter? It absolutely points at if I am my own infinite creator and I'm creating my experience, if then I'm 100% responsible for all of it. It's important for me to explore the costs of what I'm investing my time and my talent, my energy, and all my stuff and everything I'm putting in. It's important for me to take a look at that and to say, do I like how I feel <laughs> as a result of the cost I spent to get that? Mm-hmm. We're getting And that. also, what has the most value for me? Do the love relationships have most value? And if they do, then how often do I say no when somebody says want to work overtime? Yep. Mm-hmm. Speaking of overtime, we're nearing the end of the fiscal year at the state. That's when they like us to work the overtime. What's the cost of overtime to you, Cindy? What happens when you work overtime? Well, I have even less time than I normally have when I get home from work before I know it's time to go back to work again. More time away from home, less time to do what you need to do at home, and more time away from the animals. When I used to work overtime, I had less time and made less money. <laughs> yeah. Because that's yeah. what it's all about, baby. When you make more money, they take more. You, you don't realize it that, holy crap, I'm going to make a lot of money. No, you're not. <laughs> You might make so just a little bit more, but it's not worth it, just that little bit more. That's right, Cindy. Right. It ends up being a detriment to your mind, body, and spirit after a while. Yeah. Because it just takes away from them the more you get drained. You're getting warmer. <laughs> Surfers have this thing where, like, we pay our dues at each surf break. And you can tell the surfers that have paid their dues, like, got hurt there and put in their time at each surf break. For some reason, surfers think that, like, the energy of the area sort of allows them to come and go. Now, there's some people that come down to where I surf, and they pay their dues once, and they never come back because they don't have it to keep coming. And there's some people that pay their dues every day and keep coming. <laughs> we're, we're talking about an R word, relationship. <laughs> relationship everything has a cost to our relationship in some form or fashion true or false true true yeah. absolutely true. true you mean our relationship with ourselves uh-huh and not everything else money. yes and it ripples from there right right. Mm -hmm. right yeah that's right when you start thinking of a decision you're going to make the costs both in form of benefits and detriments, kind of the traditional debit-credit mentality. When you stop and really look at, okay, how do we become more balanced? We become more balanced by becoming more aware. True or false? Yeah, yeah. true. True. Awareness is the key to balance. True. Are you becoming more aware in this journey? Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> you don't have a choice, so yes. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely becoming more aware. But the question becomes, aware of what? Bingo. Aware yeah. of what? What uh-huh. am I becoming more aware of? Am I becoming more aware of my place in this universe? Am I becoming more aware of my actual creative power? Am I becoming more aware of my actual value and worth to the yeah, whole big scope of things? Yeah, yeah, that's good, David. I like that. I'm aware of my chaos committee. Am I becoming aware of my perfectionist and my critic and my judge and my controller? Am I becoming aware of what those people are doing to every bloody thought and decision I'm making? Right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I had a bout with my chaos committee this morning. <laughs> I haven't for a long time. They've been quiet. Everything's been really good. But I was going to go to town. I checked my checking account just before I went to see how much I had to work with and everything. And I noticed that my cable bill hadn't been taken out when I paid it like last week. I automatically, my chaos committee goes, Ah, what if you took it out of the wrong account, the one that was closed? Ah, what if, what if, what if? And I said, okay, shut up. You're not going to panic unless you absolutely go through this whole thing. You're not going to panic at all. So I took my time, told those guys to be quiet. I did it right. I did not mess up. But had I let those, oh, man, I started getting sweaty palms and everything. I said, chaos committee, back, back. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm way aware of it. It really made a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just stop midstream. No, you are not doing this. Holy awareness, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. my gosh. <laughs> the cost to awareness is borderline tapping into that vision of potential. Follow? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. Unpack that. Help me understand you understand this. Our potential okay. is totally contingent on our awareness of ourselves. Correct. So can I give an example from our conversation that we just had? Please. One of the things that I've underestimated or undervalued a lot in my own personal life has been the notion of I'm getting a good deal on this. This is a great shortcut and it's cheap. (laughs) I I go after those things all the time. Last week I talked about that piece of software I purchased to do the launch of this program. Software was a whole $50. Yeah. I ended up spending 20 hours of my time getting that wonderful discounted software to work. It was 20 hours of some toil and some almost blood on the computer. <laughs> I mean, Saul asked me, he said, now if you had spent that time coaching, David, what do you really think an hour of your time as a coach is worth? Out of nowhere, I said $500. So, okay, write that down. $500. How much are you spending that software? 40 uh-huh. How many hours did you put in? 20. 500 times 20 equals? I'm doing the math quick. That's 10 grand. Isn't it? Wow. 
that's that's ten grand. That software, wow. that wonderfully discounted software, cost me ten thousand bucks. <laughs> Just I shouldn't buy discounted software. I was flabbergasted by that because I never. I, where did I come up with five hundred dollars from? That was from inside of me. Like, that was at a heart level. I just came flying out of my mouth, and then I went, oh, that's what I want my value to be. That's what I truly desire. And so now I'm stepping into how I look at my life totally different because, and how I look at Mm -hmm. business and how I look at discounts, especially. This notion of I get what I pay for, especially with my time. How did I invest my time? Did I invest my time? I really like that, yeah. Or did I spend my time with people that I love, like soul? Spending an hour with soul to me is worth millions. Or those are the relationships that I want to have in my life, these relationships where the value there, both ends, both people, those that relationship, it's like there's this immense value in it. We can't wait to get together again. We can't wait to mastermind together, to create the new baby project that turns into thousands of people helped and served. Then we come back to remember. I come back to remember. Remember my value. Yes. Remember who I was when I was born into this earth suit. Perfect. David, I had a very similar problem. It wasn't with software. It's a different story. When I was working, first starting to get really good at public speaking, just getting really awesome at it, I had people say, can you coach me in it? I thought, well, I can't charge for public speaking. Who's going to want to pay? That's a bad idea. If I charge people for public speaking, I don't know what I'll teach them. I don't know if I'd be a good coach. A million reasons that didn't matter. No chaos to any members there. Okay. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Then I realized that what a keynote speaker could do, what people were really looking for, and I even talked to Chris, and I'm like, wait, I don't know why I discounted this value for so long that I could call someone or talk to someone and say, hey, do you want to get better at public speaking? Because it can help so many aspects of your life. Yes, I'm going to charge you a couple hundred dollars an hour, but that investment will come back to you. There's no reason why I can't do that. For some reason, for so long until this course, I just didn't really think, oh, well, it'd probably be a bad thing to charge up. Just give it for free. Bingo. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, who can create time? <laughs> Every single one of us. <laughs> all of us. Actually, we all can. <laughs> Bingo. We really can, especially with mindful attention to it. Time like the present. Yeah, right there. That's all there is. If that's all there is, that's there is no got. other time but the present. That's so, all you got. What are we creating? We get Which is the perfect moment for tonight's Paradox. <laughs> <laughs> Marcia's waiting for it. i got to make sure I get it in there somewhere because she's like, oh, it's got to come out here somewhere. Where is it? <laughs> yes, we have infinite unlimited time because we are eternal energetic beings, true, from a more metaphysical, philosophical state. What I witness in those whom I call masters, though they would slap me upside the head if I ever publicly addressed them that way, is when I witness them doing their craft, it's timeless. They are laser 
focused. Nothing disturbs them. Nothing interrupts them. Even if people try, if they're stupid enough, to try to interrupt them, it doesn't happen. They go into the timeless state to get done what they want to get done. Then they move on to the next project. Think about this. When was the last time you were really into something, then something beeped or chimed or buzzed or someone asked you a question or something distracted you? You allowed yourself to be interrupted. How much time did it cost you to get back to where you were before you were interrupted? That's right. Ah, yes. Wow. I have experienced those type of moments. Your focus gets thrown off, so you're out of balance once that happens. It takes time for me to get back into that focus again. I've wasted time doing that. I see the brilliance in staying on focus with what I have to do, what I want to get done, what I desire to build. When I'm on this call with you, you've noticed there's never been call waiting interrupting this call, correct? Correct. You've never heard me keyboarding, right? Right. You are the sole focus when I'm in class. Yes, I might pick up my book to look up something I want to say, but that's about it. When I hear pots and pans and chimes and chirps and keyboarding and anything else going on, that tells me, okay, the environment that you're in, you've chosen to be in an environment where you will be distracted. That's your choice. You will miss out on some of the things that will be happening here because it's happening only right now. Even if you listen to this call and the recorded call, the energy that was happening in the moment is gone. Follow? Follow. Yes, sir. Yeah. When someone's paying attention to you, when you're having a conversation with them, and they're constantly looking at their watch or they're checking their phone or they're glancing here or they're they're obviously not really focused on you. How do you feel? I don't pay any attention to them. They can't listen to what I'm saying, and if they're zombieing out on the thing, I don't even talk to them anymore. So I don't talk to that many people. They're all staring at that damn thing in their hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the one said, oh, no, I hate that. It's annoying. Now you want to yeah, talk, yeah. and you have something to say, and people are too busy with their own, with their phones, yeah. or their... It makes me feel lonely, and it's just... Uh, yeah. Does it make you feel worth less? Let's flip it. When you're in a conversation with someone, you can not only see but feel the connection with them because they are actually listening to you. Even though they may not be responding to you, you can actually feel that connection. How do you feel? That's a great feeling. Yes. Yes, that's wonderful. Beautiful. If somebody gives you yeah. their attention, you don't have to worry about their phone or anything else. You have their attention. Yeah. It makes you feel mm-hmm. really great that somebody takes the time to listen to you. Yeah. They're in the moment, too. They're not thinking of tomorrow, yesterday, or what shoes they're going to buy tomorrow. Yeah. Exactly. That yeah. you've made the mag- I've made the magic connection with somebody. Bingo. Because we're both in the moment. That's yeah. right. each other. Yeah. What's the premise of Chapter 5? How are you going to grow your worth based on what you learned in Chapter 5? Chapter 5. Chapter 5 <laughs> is about building yeah. relationships. Yeah. Yes. Building relationships. Yeah. 
I focus on those that create a feeling of worthiness in me. The only way that's going to happen is by being aware of what they're doing. Exactly. Uh Exactly. By being tuned in, conscious, present. (laughs) I decided I'm going to take a look at my contacts because I know that there are so many that I can clean off my list because they are into a different path than I am. I'm looking for people that want to be on this path with me because the rest of it, if not, it's all distraction. The rest of it becomes distraction. Based on that beautiful setup, and Marcia, you're reading my mind. I love it. I bow to you again. Thank you. What are you getting out of this journey in the form of allowing yourself permission to focus? Allowing myself permission to focus helps me. It's been amazing because I have more time for myself now. Bingo. I have more time. (laughs) It's been awesome. I'm starting to feel my full potential because I'm choosing the people who I believe would be good to come on this journey with me, not just anybody. I'm going through and choosing people. And I do seem to have more time now for myself, which has been an amazing change for me. Absolutely. It's so wonderful that I can share one of the shows and say, hey, listen to this. The amount of time I have where I'm not having to answer all those questions that might come up, I can schedule a time where they have time, we can talk. That right there is magic. That magic connection. It could be somebody that I've never talked to yet. But it's even I better when they it's even better, Marsha, when they contact you. Yeah, oh yep. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds yep. really good. Yeah. <laughs> there was something else in chapter five. Work blank, not blank. Work smarter, not harder. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> When I focus, when I'm writing, everything is turned off. When I'm writing and I'm in a space where someone else could knock on my door or whatever the case, there is literally a sign on the door, do not interrupt. When I'm writing, nothing interrupts me other than my bladder. I haven't figured out how to (laughs) bypass that yet. I'm focused. When I'm in a coaching call, when I'm in a client call and they're paying me close to $800 an hour, Do you think they're going to be satisfied if they can sense I'm not with them? I'm busy reading something or looking something or Googling something or checking out the news or tweeting or what? Do you honestly think they're going to come back for another session? No. They're going to hang up. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to model for you that which you say you want. You say you want Therefore, you need to align what you say with what you do. We're going to get into that in big time in Chapter 9, right, Marsha? Yes. We're only a couple chapters away from that. So tonight, pricing the priceless, as we get into this, I guarantee you the first exercise, you're going to think, oh, good God, you're really pressing the semantics button. Because I'm going to ask you to really start digging into the difference between gratuity and thankfulness 
How many of you think that that's the same thing? Thankfulness and giving a gratuity are one and the same thing. Mm, they're totally different. Yeah. Well, David thinks they're different. Who thinks they're the same? I do. I think they're exactly the same thing. Okay. Who else? Let's take a poll. We've got the David, they're totally different camp. We've got the Chris, they're the totally same camp. Which camp are you all in? I'm with Chris at the same. Okay. I'm with David. Okay. Yeah, me too. Okay. They're Uh, different. Yeah, to me it's real different. So you're in the David camp. Okay. I'm in David camp. I'm in David camp. But by the way, he's paying us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did you feel the love? (laughs) (laughs) We've got Chris and Cindy in, in the Chris's camp, and we've got everybody else in the David's camp. So as we go into this, think about what is it that's either the same for you or what is it that's different? I can explain why I think it's the same. I can give an example. Like when I think of gratuity and thankfulness, it's like when I go into a restaurant, I leave a tip that that's their gratuity, and I feel thankful for what I've received too. I loved the food. It was a good meal, good service. So I'm thankful for it, and the gratuity is the tip that I leave. They call it a gratuity. Okay. Excellent example. Other than David, who started this landslide, who wants to share their reason why they think gratuity and thankfulness are different? I believe gratuity and thankfulness are different because I believe that thankfulness is a heart thing more so than gratuity is. Nowadays, it seems that gratuity is becoming commonplace where you are expected to leave that gratuity, whereas thankfulness is something that's part of the heart. You really feel it. I'm leaving a gratuity at a restaurant because, yes, the food was good. I believe that person deserved a tip. I may never see that person again. I'm just going through the motion, a monetary thank you at that point. Most of the time when I get to say thank you to somebody, I know them personally. It is something that continues on in my journey. Chris, why do you think it's the same? Because they give me the same feeling. To me, gratuity is something that's more physical. Being grateful, thankful for something is more non-physical and more in my feelings and everything. So they're not the same. Can you tell I'm taking you out of the kiddie pool and we're getting into the four-foot level before I drop you in the 20-foot level? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) The whole purpose of Section 2, the whole purpose of the last five chapters, the whole purpose of Chapter 7 is to allow the creative space, the lab environment that is known as Team Seekers, allow you to get into that depth with a lifeguard. The lifeguard is our gift of perspectives. Everyone's perspective is needed. There's not one person's perspective that's right or wrong, good or bad. Let's let that judgment go, right? Right. As we get into this pricing the priceless, we get into the first exercise where I'm asking you to really take a look at this word thankful, this word gratuity. 
it may seem like this is a waste of time. There's something better on TV to watch. Right there, if that's happening, what's in play? Your analyzer. <laughs> yeah, that's ego. That's Bingo. Ego. I'm, I'm going to take the easy way out, autopilot. When we're on autopilot, are we aware? No, we're tuned out. It's called non-present. We're unaware. Completely. Yeah. What happened today? There's got to be at least one story today where you were on autopilot. Something snapped you out of it. Who has a story? Common example of being on autopilot is driving. Or showering, walking, preparing a meal, especially if you've done it before. Yep. Going through the motions, going to work, being at work. Yep. yep. Go through the motions. I feel like I go through the motions every day. Going through the motions. That's neither good nor bad, right or wrong. Going through the motions, is that fulfilling your potential? Some ways it is, and other times it's not. Like my job, I'm getting tired of the same job and the same routine. But like when I'm taking care of the animals before I go to work, that's a good thing. Depends on what you're doing. Some of the things that you're going through the motions for are good and some aren't. Valid point. Very valid point, yeah. This morning, something happened. It seemed like a regular morning. Regular morning routine, making breakfast. Sat down to do my regular morning. What I always do, I have a set pattern. I love how that pattern feels because I've chosen it. I've customized it. To me, something totally threw it for a loop because my daughter got up fairly early, <laughs> made something for breakfast she'd never made before. The smell came into the air. It was like, whoa, <laughs> dude, this is awesome. <laughs> That's an excellent example of a positive breaking a routine. Let me fold back to an original concept. I'll leave you with this. Part of my goal with each of you is for you to become more aware of this idea of worth decay, right? Right. When I'm in a routine and that routine is interrupted, I get angry or pissed or mad or resentful or any other less than positive emotion. I slam open the door to worth decay, right? Right. My negative feelings will ripple out to other people, right? Right. Every time. Yeah routine or an expectation of a routine which is born out of a need for consistency continuity right right what happens if my continuity or my consistency are screwed up someone <laughs> rings the doorbell and now I'm I was I was going to watch this show and now somebody's at the door right uh-huh Wait a minute, they closed that road. Now I've got 20 minutes on a detour. Oh, my God. Right? Right. <laughs> Congratulations. You just had an experience of worth decay. For more details. <laughs> when my sense of worth decays, now what happens? Now you're in a bad mood. Somebody interrupted your routine. They say animals smell fear, right? Right. When my worth is less, for whatever reason, based on a bump in the road, is it fairly safe to say that people who are less than scrupulous 
might just pick up on the fact that I'm a little more vulnerable? Absolutely. Follow? Yes. I feel the wheels turning. Ah. <laughs> the goal of getting into the minutiae, what might seem to be minutiae, if it seems like it's minutiae, that's a teacher there. Be curious about it. Go in and, and explore it. As we unpack gratuity and thankfulness, and as we start getting into the deeper nuances to what is timeless, what is priceless, we're going to begin to open up ways of interrelating with ourselves, meaning my relationship with myself, that's going to touch on what does consistency mean to me? What does continuity mean to me? What are some of these deeper things that if it gets interrupted, when a tornado happens and someone loses their home, when a tsunami comes through and wipes out a place, all of these things, whether they're large or small events, play into our continuity and our consistency, which is part of time. Follow? Am I getting a little too esoteric? Are you all following? I'm following. Um, <laughs> we're getting into the concept of time. Time can boost our sense of worth, or it can gnaw at our sense of worth. I know it gnaws at me when I hear of another caregiver who's died. They've died because they did not have the care that they needed because caregiver lifeline isn't up yet. My teacher is, ah, oh, I really need to get caregiver lifeline up. I feel the pressure of time with every death of a caregiver that I learn about. On the flip side, I release that pressure because I recognize that as soon as I put any pressure on myself to do something, to start rolling that boulder up the hill, that boulder will squish me at some point in time. Follow? I follow. Whatever you're feeling pressured on, that pressure can create blinders. It can create motivation. It can create that kick in the air. Oh, I got to get this done. It can do that. It can motivate me to push the boulder up the hill. If I'm at peace with the possible being squished, then I'm going to start pushing. <laughs> Isn't it more fascinating to allow things to happen? This is what the islands do. One of the biggest lessons I learned when I moved to Hawaii is you allow things. You don't make things happen. You allow things can I get a, an aloha from the island crowd? <laughs> aloha. I'm going to be included in there. <laughs> I know the islands. <laughs> you can't push it here, baby. No, no. <laughs> place. If it isn't here with you, then there's no running in someplace else to get it. We call it charging and surfing, uh, charging the barrel. The, the most ah, yes. There's people that charge, right, which I'm one of them. I've charged all my life into life as an explorer, as a surfer, as at work, as as a husband, as a father and all like that. I charge, man, and I still do. You're going to pay one time yes. because well, you might be overconfident. You might be too deep. You might be too whatever. Like Cheryl knows that she's seen me get busted up out there, like bleeding, bloody, and Ooh. oh, yeah. That's what life's all about, man. You gotta get out there and charge. Yeah, sometimes he hits that reef and scrubs himself. <laughs> Ooh, a big Pele kiss. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it's all an experience. So what? You're bleeding. So what? Your leg hurts and it's all swollen up. That's not the deal of it. The deal of it is that you were there, that you did it. So what about the other stuff? <laughs> exactly. And really, you're talking about time. That's Chapter 7's meta topic. What's up with time for you all? How are you treating time? What's your relationship with time? As we get in touch with some of those feelings about time, we expose areas where you could suffer worth decay. It's okay if you suffer worth decay. As long as you're aware of what's going on, use it as a lesson. As I wrap up, one of the most beautiful things that I've enjoyed about Marsha and her being your co-pilot is Marsha's ability to be able to go back into some of the most painful moments of her life now with glee, with that explorer hat going, oh, this is going to be like splunking into a cave. Bring it on. (laughs) True? It is true. It's so weird because if it were not for all the work that I explored in doing in this book, I don't think I would be feeling the way I am feeling today. I can look at my past and go, ah, look at that. That's history. It's not the present. That's history. I'm like, hey, (laughs) let us go forward. (laughs) Now you know what you meant by saying Marsha's hardcore. Ah, like a damn marine. Yeah, Chris always said that. Marsha's hardcore. <laughs> All right, let's kick off a round of ahas. I'd like to just hear whatever is coming to your mind about tonight's call. Paying for my time. Being the biggest, the time is my most valuable asset. I learned that as long as I keep going towards what I'm going towards, I don't have to put pressure on myself to get it done super fast right away. However, I do like to create a habit of consistency like you were mentioning before, because I know how much I want to get successful so that I can change a lot of things in my life. I want to be able to travel, be able to buy my own house. I want to be able to give to many different charities that I believe in. I want to be able to help my mom and other people I care about. I need more money to do that. I have big plans for my life because I know I'm worth it now. I know I'm worth it because... I am helping others discover their worth. I'm providing value to others. Marsha. Aha moment tonight really showed me how precious my time is and how much I want to focus on building Pay Me What I'm Worth for myself. Also, this program, Pay Me What I'm Worth, is helping me to see and get to my full potential. I feel it. I want it. I can taste it. David. Wow. Is there a lot to explore? (laughs) I'm so glad that I can't get it wrong. So glad that I'll never get it all done. This is the best ride ever. That's it. I'm going to pass it on to Kareem. I do not need to be afraid to ask somebody when I know I'm worth it that they need to somehow compensate me for my time and my skills. Giving stuff away for free just makes me take for granted. It doesn't help that person and it doesn't help me. There's no gratuity. There's no thankfulness if I'm not honored and they're not honored some way in that mind, body, spirit. I'm enjoying the discussion. I'm more aware of my worth and all that. Uh, but uh, what to do about it is another question. Um, <laughs> I just have to keep 
let you know. <laughs> Agnes, that's the lifelong question, sweetie. I hope you never find an answer to it. That's part of the journey. <laughs> yes, we're here to experience life. Life just, you never know what life has for us. We just let the universe unfold it for us. Mm-hmm. I guess the thing that I enjoyed the most out of tonight's session was our little drawing the circle, reminding us that all of the decisions that we make affect a lot more than just one part of us, the mind, body, and spirit. Oh, that was my biggie. <laughs> I enjoyed it. How about you, Rick? My for paying me what I'm worth keeps coming back to the same thing and that my purpose in life is to live as happy a full life as I can and that I have many, many times. <laughs> keeps reminding me to have fun. Don't take it too seriously because you're going to get to do it all again. <laughs> what <do you> mm-hmm. <laughs> How about Carl or Cindy? For me, I've realized that by listening to this call, Time goes by so fast. It just seems like this year I'm just determined I want to start making changes in my life. I make New Year's resolutions. Oh, this year is going to be different. But I'm determined that this year it's going to be different because that depends on what I plan on doing to make it different. The determination, I just want to start making some changes in my life this year instead of the same thing over and over again. I want to make those changes. Beautiful. Okay, Carl, your turn. Biggest thing I got out of tonight is gaining more balance out of my life. I've let myself go so unbalanced. I don't even care which way it goes. That's not a good thing. I've picked up a lot of balance from all the other people that have gained that balance. I'm just thankful that they're there. Just one of those things that's hard for me to accept that I need help. How to ask for it. That's what I took away. Carl, you bring up the most difficult step. Three-letter word, A-S-K. That's the most difficult step. Ask. A-S-K, okay, ask, yes. Asking for help. One is saying no to people, and one is asking people. I have two bad flaws. Mm. Now, as you all know, part of your journey, I become abundantly aware that when I ask you for help, I bet it'd be ready to receive it. Right, yes. If I'm not ready to receive your help and I ask you for help, I have put myself into a paradox, a tug-of-war rope thing where I'm on both sides pulling at the same side with equal measure, and nothing happens. It stays the same, doesn't it? Yeah. How do you show that you're not ready to be receiving the help when you ask for help, though? That's what I just don't understand. What would you be doing to show that you're not ready so, to receive help? Cindy, I call you up and I tell you I need your help, and you say, sure, what can I do for you? And I explain my problem to you, and then you, with your kindness and your generosity, you give me five or six different things that you think would be helpful, and I bat them all away. Nope, that's not going to work. Nope, that's not going to work. Nope, I can't do that. Oh, okay. The same, another example would be I ask for advice. I don't like the advice that I receive, and I kind of wish that I maybe didn't ask. I wasn't ready to receive that kind of advice or something. Yes, I see. Yep, that's a nuance to it. Exactly. Part of this chapter is becoming very mindful that when I start speaking to you, I'm using your time. 
And at the end of our conversation, I want to know how can I honor you and your time? Do I need to send you a check? Do I need to do what you told me to do because I asked for help? What is it that I need to do to show you that I value your time, right? Right. When I call up a professional that I've never worked with before, the first thing I ask them is, where do I send a retainer fee before our first session? I want to know how much you charge so that I can pay you up front. I don't want the session right now. Even if you're ready for me, I need to pay you first. I want that off my desk first so that it's abundantly clear to you that I'm honoring your time. In the shamanic world, I was trained as a shaman that when I come to another shaman's space, I better have multiple gifts for that shaman. Those gifts have better be thought out. Those gifts have better be something that the shaman can use. That's how I honor even the knock on the door before I even talk to the shaman. Right? Right. <laughs> so wow, as yeah. you are, As you get in touch with your sense of time, think about time in this chapter. I want to make sure that whenever you're gracing me with your time, that you feel valued, that I value you, because I do. Time to close this class. What did you get out of this show? We truly want to know. Simply post in the comment box at the bottom of this page. After hearing so many people experience so many ahas, I wonder, are you ready to take this class yourself? We start new classes each time we have 12 or more people ready to go. You're listening to Marcia Sortino, Team Seekers, Team Captain. Get in touch to learn how to become one of Pay Me What I'm Worth's paid instructors today. And remember, before you go, Think about who else would enjoy our classes. Post this show on your social networking sites to help more people enjoy some weekly wit and wisdom. Aloha. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.